When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll update you on the recent performance of the largest global sports nutrition brand and explain why I think my mid-2022 prediction about the company is starting to look close to becoming a reality. But before we get started, I would love if you took 49 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. Did we just become best friends, Matthew Molding? Did we just become best friends? Yup! Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup! Because any CEO of a multi-billion dollar company that throws Easter eggs into an internal company-wide video and then shares it publicly on LinkedIn is my kind of guy. I'll decode that introductory statement a bit later in this content, but since THG, AKA the company formerly known as the Hut Group, did just release its latest trading statement, I thought it would be sensible for me to start this content off by running through some high-level financial data. This will obviously update you on how the brands within the THG Nutrition segment performed recently, but more importantly, give context for my expanded strategic commentary on the global supplement market dynamics and trends. Just some quick financial mumbo-jumbo housekeeping for us Americans. I did the currency conversions on all of these numbers, so these will be reported in US dollars, not British pounds. I'll also be using the constant currency percentages which just means that the currency fluctuations of this multinational company are stripped out for the ease of comparisons. Additionally, for those that might not be too familiar with THG, the company is currently made up of several different divisions. There are two branded product divisions that focus on the beauty category and then the previously mentioned nutrition category. They also have a proprietary end-to-end direct-to-consumer e-commerce SaaS solution called THG Ingenuity that is essentially the master switch that powers THG Nutrition and THG Beauty, but it's also licensed to third-party brands. And while I believe understanding the whole THG machine is important, this particular piece of content is only focused on updating you on the recent performance of THG Nutrition which includes the world's largest online sports nutrition brand, MyProtein, 
and its family of subbrands, the largest of those being MyVitamins and MyVegan. So let's start with a quick financial overview of THG Nutrition. In the fourth quarter of 2023, THG Nutrition reported generating revenue of approximately $210 million, which was down 3.9% year over year. If we look at THG Nutrition revenue for the entire 2023 calendar year, the segment generated $831.5 million, which resulted in kind of a flat year-over-year growth. So what's up with all of those like poor percentage rates for growth when the overall global supplement market grew in 2023? If you've kind of consumed these last few THG Nutrition quarterly updates, you recognize a few of these major things going on here, but I've also added some like up-to-date insights on each one of them. So don't kind of like fast forward or skip through by mistake. Firstly, THG Nutrition still mainly deploys a global digital-first commerce strategy with 86% of its total 2023 revenue coming from that channel. That's an awesome long-term positioning, as few would argue that e-commerce will continue gaining share of the global shopping behavior. But in the interim, supplement shoppers are enjoying the extended breadth and depth of categorical merchandising inside large physical retail channels of mature markets. Seeing these shopping behavioral trends THG Nutrition has continued investing in retail partnerships where they place a limited or exclusive SKU range as part of a bigger demand generation strategy. One such example that continually gets highlighted by THG leadership is the development of my protein products that are sold under licensing arrangements. Currently, this strategy is being deployed in the brand's two largest markets, the UK and Japan. In only the second year of this strategy, $45 million worth of MyProtein licensed products were sold in those markets. But it's kind of unknown, the royalty payment arrangements that THG Nutrition books on those transactions. So to help us kind of outsiders a bit through kind of visualizing the impact of these licensing retail sales, THG Nutrition started listing out its total global gross merchandise volume which would have been up 5% year over year in 2023 with the UK growing 22% and Japan losing one percentage point. Because of the 20-fold year over year growth or so, and these offline partnerships increasing customer touch points and broadening the brand appeal of MyProtein, further partnerships and categorical expansion is planned in 2024. But this retail strategy can come in a much more simplistic way, like offering a larger pack size of Clearway at the Costco US locations. Moreover, I believe a retail investment recently signals that my protein would love to drop the online part and simply become the world's largest sports nutrition brand. It's called My Protein Kitchen, a dynamic concept store opened in their home market that provides customers with multi-sensory brand touch points that will also allow the sports nutrition brand to better understand customer behavior. Secondly, THG Nutrition over the last few years has acquired several supply side businesses and kind of needed to transition them from primarily servicing third party brands to now focusing on internal THG Nutrition production. So this would be more of a like behind the scenes distraction thing, but an important operational strategy that if successful, will start showing long-term results from a bottom line profitability perspective. Additionally, a two-year project of moving to local manufacturing in both Japan and India will launch in 2024, thus improving delivery timelines, speed up localized product development, help with kind of minimizing currency fluctuation risks there, and then further securing significant cost savings. 
Thirdly, was a major strategic decision that saw my protein not exercise the highest level of pricing power on the market over the last two years. The strategic logic was that even though protein input costs had doubled to almost tripled in a short period of time, the company prioritized its loyal customer base over maximizing near-term gross margins. It's well-documented in content that I was super supportive of this strategic decision, mostly because my protein utilizes a heavy promotional strategy and that price-sensitive customer file would likely leave the brand if they instituted huge price increases like its competitors on key whey protein SKUs. So as I kind of mentioned before, with THG Nutrition being a deeply vertically integrated business segment and also that categorical margins already being traditionally higher than other ingestible CPG categories, leadership at the company had the luxury of instituting price protection for its consumers, in turn placing emphasis on customer retention and keeping acquisition focused opportunistically on consumers that were looking to trade down within the functional CPG category. But as you would expect, turning off aggressive acquisition for an elongated period has a negative effect on THG Nutrition's active customers, which were down more than 4% year-over-year, and total orders, which were down 3% year-over-year. But the hope is that the quality of that customer file should have increased, which is extremely important when you combine it with the next point about the global rebrand. Right now, the rebrand rollout is still in process, and because of that, THG Nutrition revenue performance reflects, in part, its decision to temporarily reduce its new product launches in each market. But I wouldn't be too concerned with that interim sales impact because even after a market has fully switched over to the new MyProtein brand strategy and is back to launching new products, a leading indicator of a successful rebrand, in this case at least, will be a bit of customer churn. THG Nutrition leadership needs to pay close attention to these metrics over the next kind of year or so because to continue moving upstream and positioning and unlocking sales channel diversification opportunities within the American market, it needs to ensure this rebranding decision is well-received by and generates brand affinity with those less price-sensitive customers. There's a few like game theory chess moves ahead that this rebrand also impacts. So let's just say a lot is riding on the success of the MyProtein Global rebrand. But that rebrand risk of moving an almost billion dollar brand positionally is partly why I think THG Nutrition wanted some financial buffer and is okay with the nutrition segment delivering a record profit performance in the year. In fact, CEO Matthew Molding stated that we held segment revenues flat. So yes, they could pull hard on that acquisition lever again, but strategy at its highest impact when you also consider timing and cadence of decisions. It's not always about pushing as fast as you can at all times. The other reason for THG leadership being okay with the nutrition segment's record profitability might have something to do with my introductory statement. At the end of each year, I guess CEO Matthew Molding prepares a recap video that he plays at the beginning of its big staff presentation meeting. Maybe he shared it publicly before, but this is kind of the first time I've seen it, and I won't play the entire four minutes, but Here's just kind of a snippet of it. Don't cry to give up, cry to keep going. You already in pain, you already hurt, get a reward from it. Don't ask for security, ask for adventure. 
Better to live 30 years full of adventure than 100 years safe in the corner. And see, it's not important how long you live. What's important is how you live. So I'll be the first to admit that I know very little about David Beckham and Robbie Williams. So I'm likely not doing all of like the middle fingers to the British media and additional business Easter eggs justice that were in this entire video. But there is a commonality about those two British icons. And no, I'm not talking about dating members of the Spice Girls. After both faced their own bouts of criticism from the British tabloids, they chose to escape in the United States. See where I'm going here? I spun you round and round in circles just to give you further support for my mid-2022 prediction that THG would spin off its nutrition segment into a standalone public company and that new entity would IPO in the US markets because of a more favorable multiples. If you've been listening to the last kind of few earnings calls, analysts, Q&A sessions have seen CEO Matthew Molding go from nervous laughs and denying acquisition offers to eventually confirming those parts are worth more than the whole M&A offers. And now he's full on stating that THG has internally adjusted its accounting and finance requirements and American IPO optionality is improving by the day. While THG hasn't taken definitive action yet, things seem to be progressing relatively quickly and you never know when an S1 filing with the SEC might show up. But until then, I'll convert our beds into bunk beds because- Should've been Look a at all this floor space. So Is much- Is robots in here? So many activities. Do step class. It's making my head spin how many activities we can do. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 